0: I think uh, I think being a ravenous reader um, is great. I think that you know I've learned a lot from books um, on on how to build a business culture and 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 whatnot. So I think really really reading a lot, especially about a particular you know startup or if you're starting up, you know just from um, you know people that that were in that are, that are in your industry um, is important. And, and then you know the same part is you know, really putting yourself out there to reach out to people that are in your industry or, or, or you know, get a mentor. So. Hey
1: everyone, this is Devin Miller here with an, another episode of the Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups and uh, seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the uh, founder and CEO of Miller IP Law. We help startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Now, today we have another great guest on the podcast, uh, Vicencio Villamina, and I'm going to say that's as close as I'm going to get to pronounce you. You got it, Devin. You're good. <laughs> all right. So as a quick introduction, so uh, he grew up in all the streets of New York, uh, in his own words, entrepreneur in high school, sold chocolates, I believe. Uh, went to University of Michigan, uh, met current business partner while I, was in, or while I was in Michigan, but went back to New York, got a private equity job for a period of time, um, didn't like the main boss of the private equity firm and decided to leave, moved down to Argentina, wanted to change a pace, initially planned to be there for a couple months, um, but uh, then uh, came back or, and then come back, but decided to stay down there or stay down there for a while. I've had a lot of people asking about taxes in the US and uh, started a business and built a website, did some Google AdWords and got that business going and it's been doing it ever since and building it out and uh, now has, uh, I think, 24 people and brought the friend down from Michigan. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on to the, the podcast. Kevin, thank you for having me. That is a good introduction. Absolutely. So now I've just uh, taken a much longer journey and condensed it into 30 or 45 seconds, whatever it was. But let's unpack that a bit. So tell us a little bit about how your journey started in New York and being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur in high school selling chocolates.
0: Yeah, you know what? I always sort of had this entrepreneur spirit. You know, I don't know like how you, you know, if it was same for you or your other guests, but I always just kind of had this, you know, attraction to. You know, yeah, just the entrepreneurial world, right? You know, I was selling chocolates when I was uh, in high school, just, you know, you saw people selling it for their school teams. And then I, you know, figured, well, I could just go to like Costco down the street and uh, buy all the same chocolates, but sell them a little bit cheaper and like, you know, offer some different varieties and flavors that other kids didn't have. And, uh, you know, just selling them, right? And, um, you know, I think that's kind of where it started. And then it, you know, even, went into you know university of michigan and would uh you know do random side businesses etc and then uh yeah and then, then when i moved back to new york also started doing taxes on the side so it's always been sort of part of the journey
1: no and i think that you know it is interesting I, I think it goes
0: both ways you know the question
1: of whether or not you were born an entrepreneur or whether or not you just you know found the opportunity or fell into it i think everybody has a bit of a different journey some people you're just wired that way sometimes you're just saying hey I don't have any alternative. I have to find a job or have to get employment. This is my best option. So it takes all sorts. And it's always interesting to see how people kind of whether they are when they got started and how they got started into it. So doing that in high school. Then you go off to University of Michigan, earn the degree and you're coming out and you you meet your future business partner. But you're coming out of University of Michigan and move back to New York and did private equity.
0: Is that right? Yeah, so I mean, at first I started at actually at a Price Waterhouse Coopers, right? So I was doing the accounting thing. Um, you know, that was great for a few years, and 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 then, you know, I always wanted to work in finance, right? That was always sort of like the ultimate goal, and like specifically on the you know quote unquote buy side, where you're like you know buying companies and doing deals, and you know, it was super sexy at the time to, to to do that, and a lot of you know, my colleagues at PwC, because we were sort of in like doing a lot of mergers and acquisition stuff, we're going into banking and, and private equity. So um, it was a, you know, transition, if you will, to, to do that, but really the the dream job. Um, and for a while, it was, uh, it was really cool, right? I mean, I love PwC. PwC is a great place to work. I have a lot of fond memories there, and I work with like really smart people, a lot of you know, much of them actually, you know, end up becoming partner and all that. But, you know, again, it was sort of not in my path to do the uh, the, 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 the big corporate world, right? And so, you know, here I, I had this opportunity to work in this sort of like slick lean private equity company. You know, again, they were also sort of, you know, they had money, but they were fundraising and it was sort of like a, you know, a, a place to get in on the ground floor at a private equity shop, great. And I work with some really good people there. Some people, you know, some of them I still keep in touch with that have done really well and gotten their own exits. But, um, you know, the the owner, the main guy, uh, yeah, he was not a pleasant man. And, um, you know, that's where, you know, after some time, after a year or two and getting, you know, not a bonus paid out and just things happening, um, you know, it wasn't all that it was built up to be and that I wanted it to be. And I think that was the the problem. And then also it was like during the 2008, 2009 crisis. So things were also just like, you know, teetering, et cetera. But, um, but yeah, that, that was my, my, my career path. So now you say,
1: okay, love the people there, good experience. You know, for a lot of people, that's where they want to end up. And at the end, you're saying, it's just not for me. And it's not going to, you know, or be what I want to do long-term. And so you're saying, okay, Got, i'm looking to make a change or want to make a change and as you're doing all of that then you know what, what you know how did you go from that to i'm going to go and leave, flee? not i was gonna say flee the country but not really flee the country yeah. go to another country start over do something completely different at least for a couple months and then a couple months yeah. a much longer period of time but what may, kind of i guess let me i asked the question but let me back up what do, what was the final reason or motivation or saying okay i'm done i'm gonna quit was it you know a clear cut decision? Was it over a period of time? And then how did you go from that to to leaving the country, going somewhere else?
0: You know, like the short term answer is that two of my bosses had quit, so there was sort of some writing on the wall there. And 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 you know the like from a from a career wise perspective, you are like wonder, okay, well two people quit. They were, you know, and I had to deal with the the owner, so there was just some tension. And like I said, it wasn't very pleasant so you know that's the one side of it but then the other side of it is well okay fine like you know why quit you know in the middle of a financial crisis you know and and what are you doing and then and then my answer to that is that i didn't really know what i was doing but i just knew that uh you know sometimes when you when you when you quit something you know you just want to like go all in on it right i mean meaning you know if i'm going to leave my job I mean I have nothing holding me to New York then you know why not really take a leap of faith and, and 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 do something like move to Argentina and part of that was I had a friend that like lived in Argentina at the time a good friend from from Michigan and I you know he 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 had a he had an open room and I said you know what I mean what what else do I have to do and really what do I have to lose you know because I could always Go back to you know getting an accounting job or getting a a finance job in New York and 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 going on that career path. But what do I have to lose by you know going abroad, learning a language, and and yeah, just seeing what happens. And I had you know funny enough, I had some some other ideas and opportunities at the time. Like I was uh I actually. Funny enough, met with the the CEO and founder of of, uh, Jackson Hewitt and uh, Liberty Tax, right? His name was John Hewitt. And I was, long story short, I was in touch with a a franchisor from from Liberty Tax. And I go to the franchise meeting, but I was late. I missed it because I was actually working late, you know, with the private equity firm. Fine. I go there and I I run into uh the the franchisor and you know he's like oh well you missed the meeting but you know a few of us are going out to eat dinner with 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 John Hewitt the CEO I was like well, that's, you know cool like uh, thank you for the invite hmm. so they invite me out and uh you know I'm at dinner with all these franchisors uh franchisees actually sorry you know of these liberty tax uh um uh company and uh and and mr hewitt and you know we talked about and i was telling him my sort of idea and that well i want to get into taxes you know full time but um you know what i've sort of been doing is like a side business while i'm working and most of my clients uh they don't meet with me right uh you know they're all they're all sort of like 20 30 something people um you know just they're they're not you know it's new york people are busy you know, some people obviously meet with me if they want to, but a lot of people just, they, they just send me their documents or whatever, and, and I do it like that. And so I, I kind of said, hey, you know, Mister us Like, I was thinking about doing something like an online tax practice, you know, and he was like, that's preposterous. People want, you know, their accountant, they, 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 they you know, the, the, the accountants. A uh, client's relationship is, you know, a sacred one, and people want to sit down with somebody, et cetera. And you know, I just sort of politely disagreed. I'm not, that you know, I was invited obviously as a guest, so sort of just, you know, took that feedback to myself. Um, and so, you know, at the end, I I just again just said, hey, let me go down to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, you know, and I'm down there again, learning Spanish, just sort of, you know, living this expat life, which I loved um it was you know really a dream and so you know then after a few months it was like well what am I going to do you know and I still had these sort of thoughts of, of of maybe starting a franchise or a tax office you know again like face-to-face and like the Spanish neighborhood in New York City I, I'd actually you know had been in negotiations with the lease before I left and so on and so forth um and basically you know I was in Argentina I said hey you know what why, you know, why go back and get yourself into like a a lease, you know, why not just do this thing online? And yeah, at the same time, you know, people ask me to ask questions. And, um, you know, I said, all right, let me just build a website. Uh, Let me do some Google AdWords. You know, I have a few clients, I'm, you know, people down here need some tax services. And uh, it just all came together. I mean, it was this sort of eureka moment, especially with the Google AdWords, where it was like, okay, you know, I have these people locally that need some help. But when I start getting leads, you know, and I'll, I'll always remember my first lead, it was some guy in Spain, you know, and I was just so dumbfounded that this guy, you know, paid me to do his taxes that he found me completely online. And I was like, wow, this, you know, this could really work. And, uh, you know, just kept on putting more money into Google AdWords and getting more clients. It was just sort of just Eureka moment where uh where yeah this this actually could work and people will actually find their tax preparer online. Hmm.
1: So now you so no I think that's interesting that you know you're not even in Spain and yet that's where the first uh, you know the first client came from. But it, it kind of identifies that there's a a need or you know a market out there. People trying to figure out how to do this and it's not always you don't just go to the, the local tax person because they're not going to be aware of it. So. Exactly. Now, as you get that growing you know so you have the idea you say you know what people are telling me it's not going to work i'm not going to listen to them i'm going to do it anyway because i think i can figure this out and i think there's a market for it so you get the website up and going you start to do a bit of google adwords and getting the, the name out there and was that day hey once you started getting that client work or just a, you know a rocket ship to the top and it was a hockey stick and you just had more clients you knew how to service or was it kind of a Bumpy start and go and kind of find clients. And it was, you know, or having to pivot, and navigate to figure out where those clients are, how to approach them, or kind of as you started things out and started to get clients on, how did that go and how was that right?
0: I think it was, it was, uh, it was a hockey stick in that it was, you know, the clients, and this has actually always been candidly the case for us the clients, getting clients has never been an issue, right? You know, there's a real, everyone needs to do their taxes, everyone needs a good accountant. And you know the niche of international taxes offshore structures and just and just you know the 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 depth of of knowledge required and the niche that that is you know there's always been a, a real need right um I think that you know were there bumps in the road yes um you know the bumps in the road happen to do with things like you know building a team um have to do with uh you know, the, the end, right. You know, like literally building out the website and the, and the, and the, the, the software development side, right. Not really software, but the back end development side, right. Like the client portal and um, you know, just the drip campaigns, email marketing, you know, and, 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 you know, when you're trained as an accountant and a finance professional, and you know, then all of a sudden you become an entrepreneur, you have to sort of have your hand in, in a lot of pots. And I'm pretty good at juggling that, actually, um, you know. But it sort it after you know a couple of years of just like a solo person, you know, it really, um, again, the client work was piling up, and it really became a uh, just insurmountable, right? And you know that's where there that was sort of the second, you know, Eureka or or or. or, or you know, miraculous moment in this, you know, path, which was when um, my business partner, now my business partner, who, you know, as you mentioned, was a friend at uh, University of Michigan, you know, came down, he came down to just visit me, right? It was my it was my 30th birthday, you know, I had a bunch of people come in and, um, and he came to just visit me in Columbia, right? Just, hey, come down. And that's when... You know, he saw what I was doing. He saw what was happening. And, uh, you know, things really changed. No, and that's awesome. And that's, that's, you know, you have the,
1: that's always great when you start a business and you are, you, you know, getting the work is not the issue. Now it doesn't mean there aren't but, other issues with the business and making sure it's a good class or client experience, making sure the work, or work is done right and bringing on new employees and not bringing on other people, all those required. But at least you're saying, hey, there's a demand, people willing to pay for it. We are able to find those individuals and we're able to um, have that cash flow come into the business as a great place to start it out. So that brings us a, a bit to where you're at today with, you know, you've grown the business. You, as I mentioned in the intro, you've uh, brought on quite a few different employees. You brought on the business partner that uh, you met in or while you are in Michigan and going to school. Now kind of looking a bit into the future, you know, the next six to 12 months, where do you see things headed and uh, kind of what's the,
0: what's the future look like for you guys? Um, you know, we're we're continuing to expand and 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 grow. I mean, you know, basically when my um, business partner John came down, it was sort of that that pivotal point where, um, you know, we we start growing the team together, and you know, he sort of we balance each other out really well. Um, meaning, you know, he does the tasks that 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 I'm not good at. I do the test he's not good at, and we you know really really uh, do a balance, and that's sort of where we've. You know, grown to twenty four plus people, hmm. and um, you know, sort of in the next uh, you know twelve months or so, I mean, we're going to continue to grow. Um, in particular, um, offering more services to some of our clients. Right, meaning you know, we we handle uh, a lot of you know incorporations, offshore structures, and then of course all the tax return preparation and compliance. Um, but now we've expanded to do bookkeeping. Uh we've expanded to do, you know, financial advisory and really helping people get their financial house in order. Um we, you know, do payroll, um, you know, and, and and really uh yeah, expanding on those core competencies and 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 help really be sort of like a one-stop shop to a lot of people's needs when it comes to uh tax and accounting. Um Possibles. Sounds yeah. like,
1: you know, continuing to expand the business, bring on additional clients, bring, or offering additional services and continuing to, uh, to grow and to uh, service more people and, to, and provide them the assistance they're needing, which is a, a great place to be. Well, as we start to, and now as we've uh, went through your, you know, both your journey and a little bit looking into the future, it's a great place to transition to the two questions I always ask at the end of each podcast. So the first question I always ask is, Along your journey, what was the worst business decision
0: you ever made? What'd you learn from it? Um, I would say the biggest mistake um, I made was, um, I'll put two in there. I mean, one was actually, um, I hired an employee that ended up not working out well for us. And I didn't check his references. And, you know, I think when you hire people and we now we have a really good interview process but you know it's all about checking references it's all about um really really drilling down to who they are as a person if they're a good fit culturally and also not just being qualified for a good fit culturally and really really trying to do your homework on somebody especially with a small organization um when you're building something up because you really want to make sure that the person's a, a good fit and doing uh and and doing references uh, is a big thing and i'll even add that a big game changer for us was uh, called The A Guide to Hiring by Jeff Smart. Uh, that's a great interview book um, that stresses the importance of references, et cetera, and how to do them. Um, so I think that was a big one. The, the other thing that I think we, we learned was, I learned, and it was a mistake I did, was, you know, at first I was wanted to build out the client portal, everything customized. And you know, then later we ended up doing everything on Box and with the CRM. And there's, there's one thing about, you know, if you want to integrate things and customize the CRM, that's one thing, and we've done that. That's great. But you know, starting everything from stra- scratch when we're not like an app or or software, I think was, was something that was a costly mistake early on. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think you know, it is one of those. I
1: think especially as you. Get into a business; you're always wanting it to be customized and done just the way. And in an right. ideal world, you would be able to build everything customized and work exactly how you want it And yet, yeah. you know, I think that you, as you mature in the business, you're growing, saying, "Yeah, we could do everything custom. We could spend a lot of money. We could bring on developers. Yeah. We could do it just how we want." And yet, is there a return there? And does it really have that value? And does it really have that, re- you know, worthwhile yeah. to pursue that? Or should we say, "Hey, let's get as good as we can with what's already out there." Tweak right. it or customize it if we need to on um, that you know the to fill in the cracks and then otherwise accept that and say it may not be exactly how we want but it does the job and now we can focus on the other things that are worthwhile to the business so I think that definitely it's one that a lot of times people get into that that trap and it's one that you have to often learn and it's a worthwhile lesson and uh, one you always have to balance and sometimes you go customize because it just isn't out there and then you have a great tool that makes you unique so I think that's always an interesting uh, dichotomy and balance yeah totally. Now, as I jump to the second question, which is, if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what would be the one piece of advice you give them? Um, I'll
0: give two. <laughs> Again, I, sure. you know, one, I think, I, think, uh, I think being a ravenous reader um, is great. I think that, you know, I've learned a lot from books um, on, on how to build a business, culture, and, and, and whatnot. So I think really, really reading a lot, especially about a particular, you know, startup or if you're starting up, you know, just from, um, you know, people that were that were in that are, that are in your industry um, is important. And, and then, you know, the same part is, you know, really putting yourself out there to reach out to people that are in your industry or 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 you know and get a mentor essentially or get a, a few mentors or you know offer to to take somebody for lunch or go to lunch or get a coffee and and really pick people's brains and really um build relationships and you know get out there and network and hustle and whatever you need to do to to you know, either help your startup or at least help yourself learn something, you know? And it's not about approaching somebody like, oh, you know, I want to sell you this or that, but really more from like an informational standpoint, you know, and understanding what their experience is and uh, and whatnot. And I do the same thing. I mean, people approach me about stuff and I always give somebody the time of day, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're trying to learn about my industry or whatnot, because I know that that I was there at one point and I was asking people for help. And there was a lot of people that helped me, you know. And, and, and I, think
1: I think that's a great uh, takeaway and a great piece of advice. I mean, i, I put this to, you. I think learning from best practice in the industry, what others are doing, continually uh, accumulating knowledge in other ways, implementing it, definitely gives you, you know, a leg up. I would also add to that, it's also great to expand outside your industry because right. a lot of times your industry gets stuck on doing it a certain way or thinking about a problem in a certain area, you know, certain of taking a certain approach. Sometimes it's the best way. And if they made all the hard mistakes and you don't need to recreate the will, but other times it's also like, if I to take the legal industry, sometimes the answers to why are you doing it this way is, well, we've been doing it this way forever. And that's the way that I was trained on it. And that's the way I'm comfortable. And yet there's a lot of ways to improve. And so one of the things I've been found was, you know, for instance, I love to listen to, I love to listen to podcasts in general, but a lot of times I get into marketing and sales and other business related ones. One of the ones I'd love to listen to is on real estate. Real estate mm-hmm. has, little to do with intellectual property, the legal, but they are great salespeople. They have to, there's a lot of competition. They have to cut through the clutter. And it's, you know, that's one example of, they have to, uh, taking some of the ideas as to how they approach client or customer service, cutting through the, you know, the, the noise, reaching new clients it's a great way to, and or get additional knowledge. So I think it's that always being willing to learn, figure out what is great in your industry, what's great in others that you can import in and definitely implement that. And it's a great takeaway and a piece of advice. Yeah, no. I agree. As people, as we wrap up, if people want to reach out to you, they're foreign based or they're U.S. based, but they need help with uh, you know their taxes or money or anything else, and they want to they want to be a customer, they want to be in client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above. What's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, or find out more?
0: Yeah, so uh, you could go to our website, onlinetaxman.com. Um, you know, we, we have consultations again, anyone who has any sort of uh, question, you know, related to taxes. I mean, we, we handle everyone, you know, domestic and foreign, uh, obviously most of it is, is related to, you know, people that are either living abroad, investing abroad foreigners that want to invest in the United States, set up companies, you know, anything under the sun. Um, if you have a question, you could go to, uh, and, uh, yeah, and reach out.
1: Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, connect, and uh, find out more as it's uh, definitely a service that uh, would be helpful to a lot of people out there. Well, thank you again for uh, for coming on the podcast. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell or you have uh, your own uh, uh, and would like to be a guest on the podcast, definitely would love to have you. And you can just go to inventiveguest.com, apply to be on the show a um, couple more things make sure to click subscribe make sure to click share because we want to make sure everybody finds out about these awesome episodes and these great journeys and last but not least if you ever need help with your patents your trademarks or anything else just go to strategymeeting.com and find some or, or grab some time with us to chat thank you again Vincenzo and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last thank you gentlemen